Okay, I want to I want to share this morning. I've been I started on on Easter weekend. I started a minus two plus series, but this morning I want to speak about peace. I want to share with you about peace. It's uh, everybody's everybody's looking for peace. Do you realize that there are about seven billion people running around all across this planet in pursuit of peace? So I want to ask you this question this morning. Do, do you have peace? Do you have rest for your soul? Have you found that place like, I've, 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 I've found rest. I've found peace. I remember I came to Jesus as a 19-year-old or 18-year-old, my first year at university. And I remember looking back before that it was a pursuit for peace. Everything I was doing, it was, uh, it was like there was something wrong on the inside. It was like I was incomplete there was, everything wasn't complete on the inside. I was pursuing, all, in all the wrong places, I was pursuing peace. I was pursuing wholeness, but I was looking in all the wrong places. I was looking in all the wrong places. And there's something so beautiful about peace. It, it changes everything about your life. Because you're no longer going to look in all the wrong places for love or for race for your soul. So I want to just read the first, first verse there. I'm going to show a video clip in a, in a moment. But in Luke chapter 1, verse 79, because I also want to answer this question. How do you find peace? How do you truly find peace? Because that's everybody's looking for that. And even many Christians haven't found peace. They go to church. They go through the religious motions but religion isn't necessarily knowing God. There are a lot of churches and there's a lot of things that's called Christianity that I really doubt if it's the real thing. It's got the structures, it's got the songs, it's got the prayers, it's got the Bible is in there somewhere. But is God present? Is, is God touching hearts? Is God changing lives? And that's the test. Sorry for all of you with all you competing with the people next door. So if you hear someone scream, all the stuff must just scream along, like ah, just to stand with them. But it says in Luke chapter one seventy nine to give light. This is John the Baptist. This was his call. He was a man of God, and he was called to do this: to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet. Say, guide our feet into the way of peace. So John the Baptist, he was, even before he was born, God spoke that this baby that's going to be born, he, his call, his anointing, his, the, the, the hand of God is upon his life to lead people out of darkness and into light and to guide them into the way of peace. But what did John come to do? John the Baptist came to point to Jesus. He said, he is the one that will give you peace. He is the one. And then Jesus came later and said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And now you must understand, we're not talking about religion. Religion was never the solution for people to find peace. It was always for us to be in his presence, to encounter him. Then we find peace like he, he, he touches our hearts and lives. 
over the last while, I've prayed with people, even people who said they, they want to kill themselves. They want to, they want to, they want to, they can't take it anymore. They want to kill themselves and they actually want to kill their children as well. I'm like, okay, don't go anywhere. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> and then just praying for them, laying hands on them, like touching them, holding them, and then praying that God would release the peace that he has given to me into them and to see the change. Within five minutes, that person's life is transformed. The darkness is gone. The suicidal thoughts are removed. And suddenly all they say is, oh, I have peace. I have peace. You see, peace is not just a concept It is a person, Jesus, and he is the Prince of Peace, and he releases peace into our lives tangibly. It is like you can sense it, you can feel it, it is real. As real as you are sitting in that chair, the peace that comes from Jesus is as real as that. It is so powerful. It's like, I've come home. I found rest for my soul. Every human being on the face of this earth are pursuing this one thing, peace. And it comes down to God releasing his peace into us. And even many of us who are believers, who are Christian, who do everything, you know, sometimes we still find ourselves running around, but not living from a place of rest, a place of peace. Come, like Mary did, come and sit at the feet of Jesus and receive peace. So I'm trusting this morning that we're going to receive peace. But as with John the Baptist, God anoints men and women of God, men like me, people like you, to go out into the world and to point, help people to point them to Jesus. You're looking for peace? It's Him. It's Him what you're looking for. Not, no, no, not dead religion, not dry, boring meetings. Him. Peace. Real peace flowing from Jesus. But who qualifies for this? Who qualifies to truly... No, now we must all scream. Yeah! Who qualifies for peace? Who qualifies to know God intimately? You see, anybody can go to church. Anybody can fake it. Anybody can sing along. Anybody can... Yes, I am holy. Everything's fine. Many do it. Many fake it. Who qualifies to truly know God? It's the broken people. It's the desperate people. It's the hungry people. It's like a man who's truly thirsty. He's in the desert for days. He hasn't had water for two days. When you see that oasis, you run like a crazy person and you dive in. I want this. You see, but when we live life in a way that we build up all our things around us, cars and houses and jobs and careers and degrees and all these things, it sort of, it props us up. You know, we look good. I'm good. I'm a, I'm a respected man in society, that type of thing. And we think everything's fine. It wasn't. I grew up as a boy. I grew up in a traditional church. I never had relationship with Jesus. 
Until at the age of 18 or 19, I became absolutely desperate because of circumstances that fell apart. And I became so desperate, so hungry, so desiring more of God. I became a broken young man. And then I qualified. And I see it. I see it with people in our church in Southernwood. I see it with the people I'm meeting. Sonica, we're meeting so many broken people. But do you know they make the best Christians? They make real Christians. Because they know there's nothing else. With Jesus, there's, only with Jesus is there life. Only with Jesus there's peace. I've been so in the gutter. I've been so in darkness that I, now that I've tasted the goodness of God, I know this is, the, this is everything. This is everything I've been looking for. And I so want to encourage every one of us this morning. Let's get away from the dead religion, the facades, and saying, I am good and faking it in church, you know. Let's get real. Where are you at? Do you have peace? Do you have peace in your soul? Do you have peace in your house, in your home, in your family, in your marriage? Do you have peace? Because if there isn't peace, then I want to ask the question, is the Prince of Peace with you? Because if he is, there's going to be peace. There's going to be rest for your soul. And I'm not saying that to accuse. I'm saying that so you can see yourself. How can you ask for help when you don't realize you need help? You need to realize you need help. Everyone in the world is offering peace, but there's only one that gives true peace. Look at this wonderful verse, Colossians 2, verse 9 to 10. I've read it a few weeks ago as well. It says, for in him, that's in Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And it says, you are complete. Say, you are complete. In him. You are complete. In him, beautiful verses, in Jesus, if you're looking for God, look in Jesus. All of God is found in Christ. No other religion. You're not going to find it anywhere else. Only Jesus. A real man that died for real people. Not fairy tales. And, and only in Jesus are you complete. I was on the web, on the web uh, yesterday, and I was on, a, on, a, on a, um, a newspaper site with a lot of stories about people. I was like... Just reading the head, headlines, and I was like, oh, oh, oh. Just crisis story upon crisis story. People who do not know who they are. People who are looking on the outside for peace, but they can't find it there. You can't find meaning in life in tangibles. You can only find meaning in life in the intangibles of life. So, I mean, I'm sure many of us read all these articles about Gender confusion. So there are people out there that they don't know. They're in a male body, but they think they're female. And my heart goes out to them. So what do they do? They get a sex change. They change the outside. What happens? A year later, they're suicidal. They don't know what to do with themselves. They want to turn their sex back to what it was. Because the problem never was on the outside. It's always been on the inside. We have billions of people who are broken on the inside. And they're looking for someone, something to set them free. His name is Jesus. Let's not be confused about it. His name is Jesus. Not dead religion. The real deal. So many examples of people who are looking for something. But you can't find it on the outside. You can only find it when His peace comes in the inside. You know, so broken people are breaking one another. 
That's why our society is so messed up. That's why families are so messed up. That's why marriages are so messed up. You know, the problem isn't the marriage. The problem is two broken people. And broken people break one another. So it's like on the outside, you might have a whole body. But I see if you could see in the spirit, if we could metaphorically look at society, then you'd see there's a foot over there. Just a foot flopping around. Broken. And over there, there's just a hand. Fist. Ah, there's a head. Bump. Going around there. Whoop, 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 whoop. And a leg, etc. And now you put a, a foot together with a hand in marriage, two broken people. What's gonna, they're going to kick and hit one another. That's all that's going to happen. It's just a nightmare. Because they haven't found peace. They haven't found healing on the inside. And that's what God wants to do this morning. I'm really trusting that God's going to speak to us and give us, lead us into that place of rest. Why do people drink a lot of alcohol? Little alcohol is fine. Why do they drink a lot? Why do they try to drown out their sorrows? Because they're looking for something on the outside to fill the need on the inside. But Jesus wants to set us free from that. You know, you know the song, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. That's the song of this generation. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm looking. So I want to I wanna show you a video clip. I'm sure most of, most of you probably have seen it, but it just so spoke to me. It's called Lifehouse, the Lifehouse skit. It's called Everything. And the song lyrics, it's a, a sort of a drama that they played out on a, on a, on a, at a conference. And it says, the song lyrics says, lead me to the place where I can find peace again. You calm the storm and give me rest because you're all I want, you're all I need, you're everything. And so in the story, you'll see a young lady and with Jesus. Jesus comes and he brings life to her, causes her to breathe, and then makes a bird and makes the trees or the rain. And then all these things come to pull her away from Jesus and how she tries to get back to Jesus again. The only one that gives true peace. Okay, let's play. Isn't that powerful? That's the gospel for you in a nutshell. A whole lot of things trying to keep us away from the only one that can truly bring peace and rest to our souls. So where are you at today? Where are you at today? Are are there things in between you and Jesus? Because the only way you're going to get to him is if you go all the way, passionately, like like a dying woman. I want him. I need you, Jesus. That's the key. And that is real Christianity. So I want to read this verse about stilling the storm. I'm sure many of us have heard the story of Jesus that was on the boat. And then he stilled the storm. And I believe it's a picture for us of peace. So it says there, Mark chapter 4, verse 37. It says, And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat. So it was already filling. So he, Jesus with his disciples, they were crossing the, the, the river, the sea, and uh, all these waves came. And it says it, but he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? So there's the story, this, the storm comes, Jesus is in the 
stern of the boat asleep. Do you know a man that can sleep in the storm? It's a man who has peace. In other words, for Jesus, his external environment did not determine his internal environment. His internal environment influenced and determined his external environment. And I believe it's a picture for what God wants to do in our lives as well. Imagine for a moment that you can go through any crisis, any challenge, any storm in your life and you're not moved. You're not shaken. The boat's going, the waves are coming in. Everybody's saying, this looks like a crisis. This is a storm. But you're like, I'm not bothered. Sleeping like a rock. Not a baby, eh? Don't sleep like a baby. That means every two hours you wake up screaming. Sleep like a rock. So you... So the storm is happening, but you, you have peace. Because peace is not determined by your circumstances. Peace is not determined by external things. Peace is determined by internal realities. The Prince of Peace must reign on the inside. Then that internal peace can be released to, to the outside. So look at the rest. So they wake him up and they're like, God, do you not care? Don't you love us? And that's sometimes our response in the crises of life. But then verse 39, it says, Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. In other words, Jesus released his internal peace into his environment. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now you must remember, this is an eyewitness account. This is not a fairy tale. This is the real deal. Like there were eyewitnesses that wrote these things down. They saw Jesus do it. But I believe it's a, it's a picture for us of what God wants to do in our lives as believers. He wants to put his peace on the inside of us so that we may step into any challenge, any environment, whether at our work or home or life in general. And even though it's a storm and even though there are crises and challenges, I'm not moved because I'm not living by what I see. I live by faith in the God who loves me and who is faithful and who is able to turn every storm into my victory. And I believe this is what God is calling his children into. It's calling us into a place of supernatural peace. No longer freaking out. That's my prayer. God, I'm so tired of freaking out about issues. I want to have my heart and my mind on heaven. I want to live in the reality of the God who created heaven and earth. And he's huge. And I believe that's the invitation for every one of us. You can also know that peace. You can also experience that internal rest and then release it into your environment. As I said to the guys a week ago, I am not a victim of my circumstances. My circumstances are a victim of me being in Christ. And that's the same for you, for every one of us. The moment you are in Christ, do you know that every problem you face is in Christ with you? So are you telling me God isn't able to turn it? You want to tell me God is not able to turn that around for, your, for His glory? He can even turn physical nature. He can tell the storm, be still. Peace. Be still. But you see, you and I will have no authority over our environments unless we have peace on the inside. Your authority is dependent upon your peace. 
The moment you are afraid, the moment you lose, you lose, you're like, I don't know what to do, I am freaked out type of thing. You have no, no internal peace anymore and you can't release it into your environment. So who would like to have internal peace, like unstoppable, unshakable internal peace, no matter what your environment says? Huh? I want that. And I believe it's available for us. It's available for us because Jesus showed us how we should live. He had the supernatural peace. I'm not a victim of my circumstances. My circumstances are a victim of me because I'm going to release my peace into it. And it's going to turn in my favor. So Matthew 10, verses 11 to 15. Almost finished. It says here, Jesus speaking. He says, now, whatever a city, and it speaks about releasing your peace. Now, whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy and stay there till you go out. And when you go into a household, greet it. So he's speaking to his disciples. He's sending them out. He says, this is how you must operate. Then he says, if the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return to you. Isn't that amazing? So Jesus speaks to his disciples. He's saying, guys, wherever you go, release peace to those who are worthy. Now you want to know who's worthy? Are good people? Are they the worthy ones? Good people? Those who've never sinned? No. Next verse says it. It says, whoever will not receive you nor hear your words. When you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. So is Jesus saying, the unworthy ones are simply those who don't want to hear. The unworthy ones are simply those who don't want to listen to the good news of Jesus. He died for you on the cross. He loves you so much. He stands between you and all these other things that wants to destroy you. He is only good. Only good. All we need to do to become worthy is to say, Jesus, help. I don't have peace. I don't have rest for my soul. This is terrible. So you become a victim of your circumstances because you don't have peace. God wants to give you peace today. He wants to give you peace. So this, John chapter 14, 27, this is the gift that Jesus left behind when he went to heaven. He said, I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. Isn't that beautiful? I am leaving you with a gift. Someone tells me that God isn't good. Sure, I haven't tasted. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. There's nothing on this earth that can give us peace. You can eat until you are 250 kgs. It will still not give you peace. You can drink until there's no alcohol left. It will still not give you peace. It will be the opposite. The peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. Say cannot. Cannot give. So don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Don't go look other places. It won't satisfy you. It says don't be afraid. Don't be troubled. There's a gift that God wants to give each and every one of us on a daily basis. Rest for our souls. He says come to me. You are weary and heavy laden. I'm going to give you rest for your soul. But so the, the, the mission is to receive rest, peace, and then to go share it. Go share it. I mean, literally, I see when I pray for people, I see physically a change upon them as the peace of God comes upon them. My peace has been released. 
So this is my challenge to you for this week. To receive peace from Jesus and then to release peace into your home. God, I release peace over my family. Say it, speak it, pray it, declare it. Go to your workplace before the time and work, walk around there praying, God, I release your peace into this place. Rest for every soul, for every conflict, for every challenge. Peace. I welcome the Prince of Peace. You will be like a man or a woman without hands. Until you find peace, it's like your hands have been chopped off. It's like you, 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 you can't do anything. You won't be effective to bring the kingdom of God on the earth. So how do we find peace? Last verse. Isaiah, Isaiah 26, verse 3 to 4. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Whose mind is stayed on you. So in other words, um, so if you don't want peace, read the newspaper every day in detail and meditate upon that. Ah, they're going to break in. Someone's going to get raped. Someone's going to get killed. So because you set your mind on all these negatives, you're not setting your mind on him. You're not setting your heart on him. The result is you won't have peace. So you will keep him in perfect peace. His mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. Trust in the Lord. So there's a place where we must reposition ourselves and God, I'm going to trust in you. Not in my own ability, not in my own things. I'm going, to, I'm going to put my mind and my heart on you. I'm going to trust in you to give me peace. That's the first thing. Don't worry about your circumstances. First find peace on the inside and then you can release peace on the outside. So you might say, I'm having business problems or things. I'm, I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough in my business or work environment. How do you solve that? Find peace in your soul. And then you can hear from him. Okay, God, how should we do this? Give me your perspective. And then you can change your environment. But we get, the wrong, wrong, we get it the wrong way around. We say, oh, God, change this. Oh, God, help us with this. So we all focus on the negatives instead of just, okay, God, I'm going to be focused on you. You're great. You're glorious. You're faithful. You're good. I'm setting my mind and my heart on you. I'm going to turn the TV off for a while or the news. I'm just not going to listen to all the, oh, the economy is going down. Eh, is that good for your faith? The economy is going down. Do you know as a child of God, you're not dependent on the economy of this country. You are dependent on the economy of heaven. And heaven is always in the good. It's always good. So they might say employment, this employment, less this, less that. If there's 1% chance, well, you're the 1% because you're a child of God. He loves you. He's faithful. He's powerful. He's strong. He's able to turn it in your favor. But you must first find peace by putting your faith in Him. And then your environment can change. So I, I remember uh, there was a lady I attended this seminar. It's all about seeing people set free on the inside. And so this lady says she was praying for a, a man. I think he was 25, 30 plus. I'm not sure exactly what age. But while she was praying for this Man, she felt the Holy Spirit whisper in her heart. You know, God speaks on the inside. He lives in us through the Spirit, so He speaks from the inside to us. It's like a whisper on the inside. And she felt God saying, do a trust fall with Him. 
a trust fall. Do you know what a trust fall is? It's like you stand like this, someone's behind you, and you're going to trust that they're going to catch you. So I'm going to ask the biggest guy in the place, Rion, come and stand over here. <laughs> this is just for illustration purposes. Okay. Are you feeling strong today, brother? Okay, good. <laughs> okay, this is for illustration, but I should get the smallest little guy in the place to come and catch me. But a trust fall is that I'm, I'm believing that he's there. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> I'm believing, I'm trusting that he's going to catch me. So, uh, okay, I'm going to count to three. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> You must let me go down, man. Thank you. Okay. But I think it's good illustration. Big guy. Okay. I want to tell you, your God, he's big. He's huge. He's huge. Although you can't see him with your physical eyes, you can know that he loves you and that he's going to be there for you if you put your trust in him. And you can just fall. But back to the story, this lady said she felt that she must do a trust fall with this young man or this adult. And when she shared this, she didn't know why. She, had, she doesn't know the guy from a bar, so no idea who he is. Then the guy s- starts weeping when she shared this. Because he has a lot of issues, a lot of darkness in his soul, a lot of, a lot of issues in his life. And he says, when I was something like five years old, my dad told me, to get up onto like a wall or something. And then my dad said to me, Johnny, come, I'm going to catch you. Jump. Johnny jumps. Dad steps aside. Boy falls. He says to him, never trust anyone. Walks away. Destroyed that young man. Destroyed his life. From that moment onwards, he could trust no one. Destroyed his life. But when the Holy Spirit whispered into this lady's heart, do a trust fall, he was set free. Jesus healed his heart. And I feel there are many of us that have had those type of experiences in life. We trusted. We tried. People failed us. Churches failed us. People wounded us. And we're still carrying those wounds around. We say, I'm never going to try church again. Those leaders, they did this to us. Those Christians, hypocrites. So you're walking around with this wound and you don't have peace in your soul. I'm never going to try this again because this happened. Either people failed you. You tried this Christian thing. It didn't work. Only Jesus can heal us and set us free. And give us rest, peace in our souls. And I want to ask you, because you know, every one of us in this house have had disappointments. Every one of us. I want to say to you this morning, you're not a victim of that. You have the power to choose to trust God again. You have the ability to choose to trust other believers again. You have the ability to say, I'm going to try it again. So I want to encourage you this morning. To allow Jesus to bring healing to your heart and to bring peace, rest to your soul. Amen.